0: AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, passion for excellence. This is AutoLine Daily for September 2, 2010, and now the news. And the news that we want to look at right now is all about August sales in the American market. While most of the media is focusing on how much sales collapsed from a year ago, I keep saying last year was such an aberration in the market that it's not a good benchmark for figuring out what's going on in the industry. The cash for clunkers program really skewed the numbers so let's look at month over month sales not year over year according to wards sales came in at just under 1 million units which is pretty disappointing however they were actually up in august compared to july on a daily selling rate basis they were up 2.6 percent the market slightly favored passenger cars which were up 2.9 percent while trucks were up 2.3. Amongst the car companies, Mercedes-Benz had a terrific month, with sales up nearly 17%. Amazingly, Chrysler also had a terrific month, with sales up more than 15%. In fact, Chrysler captured 10% of the U.S. market, the second-best month that it's had all year. Tata also did quite well, with sales up 12%. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute, you say. What do you mean, Tata? Tata. Tata doesn't sell vehicles in the American market. Oh yes it does, as owner of Jaguar and Land Rover, which did quite well in August. Honda was up 4% and Hyundai-Kia were up more than 3%. Some separate brands did better, but I'm talking about the top car groups for the month. On the pickup side, the Ford F-Series came out on the top of the list, but sales were down from the 50,000 units a month it had been selling, Sales of the Toyota Tundra are also way down from where they were before. But on the car side, Toyota had a terrific month with the Camry selling just over 30,000 units, which is really impressive. And check out the sales numbers for the Hyundai Sonata, which came awfully close of sailing right past the Honda Accord and Civic. You know, as soon as Hyundai gets additional manufacturing capacity for the Sonata, it could start giving the Camry a run for the top spot. And finally in the crossover segment the ford escape topped the list once again but it barely beat out the toyota rav4 and the honda crv was right on their heels even though the chevrolet equinox and nissan rogue were farther down the list both models are selling relatively well all in all it was not a great sales month but it's far better than most of the media is portraying it okay enough of the sales data coming up next the rest of the top news Don't go anywhere, because we will be back before you know it. Introducing Bridgestone's third generation of run-flat tires with groundbreaking new Bridgestone technologies. Bridgestone run-flat
1: tires offer improved ride comfort, lower rolling resistance, and improved wear while giving you the peace of mind and comfort you need.
0: Maybe alcohol and driving can go together. Last week, we reported that distillers in Scotland have found a way to turn leftovers from the whiskey-making process into fuel keeping this theme alive wards reports that chase vodka in the uk has found a way to convert waste potatoes into a high-grade biofuel biobutanol to be exact the process involves using pot ale the liquid that's left over from distilling the company claims it can deliver 30 percent more output than ethanol and can be burned in any gasoline vehicle no expensive fuel system modifications are required either Biobutanol is also compatible with America's gasoline distribution system, so fuel from liquor leftovers? I guess I'll drink to that. Autoblog has uncovered this nifty little video on YouTube detailing the development of the Chevy Vega from the 1970s. This feature is from an old TV show called Car and Track. It shows in detail how GM Design tested and manufactured the Vega.
1: During these same early months, stylists and engineers were working on body design. The goal? To be nifty, practical, and comfortable. To make driver and passenger feel the same roominess that bigger cars offer. To make controls accessible, driver vision total. Plexiglass scale models are a realistic means of studying the car makeup and plans for factory production each potential weld is visible with modular construction eighty percent of the welding would be automatic a new method of electrostatic rust proofing gets its rehearsal once the basic design is set prototype models move to the gm proving ground for seemingly endless testing fuel consumption runs endless but revealing that two different engine models will yield 22 to 32 miles
0: per gallon. Real camels. It's amazing to see stuff like this because it's a reminder of just how far we've come in the last 40 years. Hit the link in today's show notes, post it on our website, autolinedetroit.tv, to watch the rest of this video. And thanks to Baja Buster and Miradart for posting this on YouTube. Looks like the Tata Nano is not the only car that can spontaneously burst into flames. According to the AP, Ferrari's recalling 1,200 of its 458 Italias because four cases of the car catching fire have been reported in California, China, France, and Switzerland. An investigation shows that the problem may be something to do with adhesives and heat shields. And Ferrari says if it's really hot outside and you're driving the car hard, it could catch on fire while cars feature numerous safety technologies to help protect the driver there isn't a whole lot you can do for motorcyclists but one company has a solution to help protect bike drivers who get in an accident armored air jackets is offering jackets and vests with integrated airbags a cot2 cartridge and a rip cord you attach the rip cord to the bike and if you get thrown off the bike it'll automatically trigger the airbag to inflate around your spine, chest, and neck. Only takes half a second to inflate them. They can be reused, but they've got to be inspected first, and the only thing that needs to be replaced is the CO2 cartridge. The jackets cost nearly $600, while the vest retails for $250. Hey, don't forget to join us tonight on AutoLine After Hours, when our guest will be Lonnie Miller from RL Polk, the company that gathers all the data on what kinds of cars people are really buying. One of the topics we'll get into tonight, how much do the big three really depend on fleet sales? Could it be as bad as it sounds? Join me, as well as the auto extremist Peter DeLorenzo and WDIV ace reporter Rod Maloney for the best discussion in the industry. And that's it for today's top news in the global automotive industry. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.